Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show and welcome to part two of this series, which is making your first 2K or your first $2,000 in business. And this is going to be really relevant for you if you're taking on your first few clients, perhaps if you've just started out and you're still looking to take on those first few clients, or if you're in that phase where you're making your first few thousand dollars in your business and you don't yet have that consistency with clients coming in. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 197, which is making your first 2K part one. And today we have the part two. So making your first few thousand dollars in business is pretty enthralling, exciting, terrifying. It requires so much from us doing so many things for the first time and really overcoming a lot of things for ourselves with our own beliefs, our own sabotages, our own fears. It's a massive monumental time for us. Now, the thing is that the strategies and the actions that we need to take and we need to focus on to make our first few thousand dollars are very different to the strategies and the actions that we need to take to make our first $100,000. What I see is that a lot of people get caught up doing the strategies that are suited to making your first $100,000 in your business. And these things are not appropriate for their business because they haven't yet got their first few clients. Now, when you focus on those other strategies, it's actually going to slow you down to getting your first few clients. Once you have your first few clients, those strategies to make your first $100,000 are going to speed you up to get there. Once you start growing, people will start to come to you. They'll come to your website, to your social media. They'll be emailing you, calling you, all of the things. However, what I see is a lot of people waiting for this to happen. And they're doing those marketing things like working on their website, working on their branding, working on their graphics, perhaps thinking they need a podcast, a free Facebook group, do more Instagram reels. And they're doing these things that just aren't appropriate to their stage in business. So let's just keep this super, super simple. If clients are not yet coming to you, then that's your answer. You need to go to them. You need to go to people, you need to go to clients and get in front of them. And that is what we're looking at in this episode. 
Now, before we get into it, I want to read out the latest review from Apple Podcasts. And this one comes from the beautiful Jen Donovan. And you might have heard Jen actually as a recent guest on the show talking about human to human marketing. So thank you so much, Jen. She says, thank you, Emily, for putting these podcast episodes out as often as you do. They are always relevant, easy to get gold from and full of simple tips. Amazing. Thanks for supporting small businesses. Thank you so much, Jen. You'll find Jen on Instagram at Jen Donovan, and she is a marketing pro, so hit her up. Okay, so in the last episode, we looked at the three things that we need to prepare you to get those first few clients to start seeing that consistency coming in. And I wonder if you can remember what they are. Let me refresh you. So number one is you needed something to sell. You need to get clear about what are you actually selling? Number two, you need a price for it. So you have to decide on what you are going to price that thing you have to offer as. And also, let me just mention here that the quickest way, the easiest thing to sell right now is generally your time. So it's to go one-on-one. And I've seen a few people wanting to go straight to selling group programs and they're selling these for very, very little money. And it's just going to be a lot slower to try and sell these and to make money versus just selling some one-on-one time with you or your services with clients. So just keep that one in mind. Okay, so you need something to sell, you need a price point, and then you need a way to accept money. And this can be as simple as just sending an invoice or sending your bank details. So once you have these things decided, and don't forget, these are going to change over time. They always do. So don't get too caught up in thinking these need to be cemented in or perfect because There's no such thing. So what do we need from here? How do we actually now get these things in front of our ideal clients? Well, there are three steps that we need to take here. So number one, remember how I said that if people are not yet coming to you, and that is such an exciting switch in business. I remember when it happened to me and clients just started coming to my business. It's really, really exciting. But if you are not at that stage yet, then step one is you need to find people to tell about what you sell. So that is the first step. So you need to actually get in front of people and these people are going to be people that you tell about what you sell. Now, I know it feels very safe to kind of stay behind our devices, to stay behind our computer, our phone, to get things set up, to fiddle with our website, to play with Canva, perhaps experiment on Clubhouse, TikTok, all of those things. But these are not the right things to be focusing on just yet. It's very passive and very slow and very unreliable. So what we need to do is look at spaces both online and offline that we can connect with people. And I wanted to share with you some of the examples of people who I have paid for their services simply because I either met them and they told me what they sold or I was referred to them by someone else that they had met. Some of these people, like most of them didn't have a website. They didn't really have that much experience. They were just starting out. I was one of their first clients. They didn't have the fancy branding, a podcast, a Facebook group, lots of followers, none of those things. So I have booked a photographer simply because I met them. I booked a personal trainer. They didn't have a website, anything like that, but they were someone that I met locally. 
I worked with a life coach because I met her at an event. She was just starting out in her business and it didn't matter to me because I connected with her. A wedding coordinator and wedding caterer. So these were word of mouth from the wedding venue. So I had never met these people before. I still haven't. But just notice here that these were referred to me from the other businesses that I booked. So a little hint for you, see what other businesses can refer their clients to you to fill a gap that they don't offer. So that's a really good exercise to look at in terms of, okay, what are some other businesses that you could introduce yourself to that potentially have your ideal clients and you offer a complimentary service to them? Someone else was a hairdresser who came to my house and that's just because a friend told me about them because they they had that hairdresser. I'd never met them. I'd never seen them before. I'd never, none of the things. They didn't have any, any online presence. A Reiki therapist. This was a referral from a, from a friend. An interior stylist. This was someone that I met at an event. And the list goes on. So I just want you to realize and think for yourself as well about who you have hired, who you have booked. Because of that connection, I wanted to give you as well some examples of some of my first clients. So one of my first clients was my yoga teacher. Someone else was someone that I went to school with. Someone else was a conversation I had with someone when I was working at my old job and about to resign. Someone else was one of our family members referred me to someone from their work to take on a project there. So these were things when I was just starting out, I didn't have a whole lot of a portfolio of experience of fancy stuff happening, but it was through that referral. And it is so powerful, whether it's that personal connection or that referral. And so I want you to think about making this your priority. So let me just give you an example here. I was on a coaching call in the Modern Marketing Collective the other day and chatting with one of our clients on there. And she's a life coach. And on the coaching call, we were looking at her lead magnet. So that's the thing that people will opt into to get onto her email list. And she wanted to really find out what she was doing wrong there in her own words. So we were looking at the statistics, how many people have seen the lead magnet, how many people have clicked through, how many people have opted into it. And her question was, what was she doing wrong with it? Now, upon further examination, a few more questions digging into this exact situation with this particular client in the Modern Marketing Collective was that we discovered she'd had about four clients so far. So what was clear to me was that this strategy with the lead magnet, growing her email list and doing things that way was the inappropriate strategy for her stage in business. It's a very slow, indirect passive way to try and get clients. Because if you think about it, people will join your email list, a percentage of them might then open the emails, a percentage of them will click through, a percentage of them will inquire. Now, email marketing works. It's one of the core strategies that I encourage you to focus on and that I teach in the Modern Marketing Collective. But this is not the right strategy when you don't yet have your first few clients, when you are trying to get a few more clients to get consistent. It is a slow way and it's going to slow you down. Once you start having some consistency, then this strategy will speed you up to your first $100,000, okay? So we have to be really clear 
around where you're at in your business and the best approach, the best strategy, the simplest way for you to get to that next stage. Okay, so this client that I was on the call with in the Modern Marketing Collective, just for a little bit of proof for herself, I said, right, tell me where your existing clients have come from. And pretty much they were from those connections, the word of mouth, people that she had met. And these people, they're not going to care about her lead magnet. They don't want to be on her email list. They have a problem and they want help. So your task here is to start coming up and thinking about places that are online and offline where you can meet more people, when you can get in front of potential clients. And this is your number one task. It's going to feel a little bit scary. It's going to feel a little bit perhaps more challenging than doing your online marketing. But there is a time when you need to be nailing your social media, your website strategy, your clear offer ecosystem, your strategic content, your social proof. But it's not the right time right now. Okay, so number two, once we have found people to tell about what you sell, you now need to actually tell them about what you sell. Now, again, sounds simple, but this is something that I see people get very, very caught up in and overcomplicate. So we need to use very clear and confident words to talk about what you do. So if you were to tell me what it is that you do in your business, what exactly is your business, what do you sell? Have a think about what you would answer me. And I did this activity with my students in the Modern Marketing Collective just the other day on a coaching call. I got them all to say, what do you do? What are you? What do you offer in your business? And we did some redos of this because there was a little bit of wishy-washy language coming out. For instance, I work with soul-inspired women to reclaim their power or I'm the fairy godmother of holistic wellness. Things like this, which are vague and just overcomplicated, and we're trying to be too clever. We're trying, we're overthinking this. The other thing that can happen is that we really water down and downplay what it is that we do. For instance, oh, I have this thing I'm, I'm trying to start, or I have a passion project, or I'm thinking of doing this, or oh, I just have a little business, or I'm just trying to start a business. Not very convincing. <laughs> now, the other thing is, by the way, apart from when we don't use that very convincing language, when we use the vague or complicated language, is that our audience can feel a little bit silly that they don't understand what it means. And the conversation goes nowhere. And you might have experienced this. People are like, oh, okay, that sounds really good. And then there's kind of no more conversation about it. So use plain language. And it turned out that one of the students on the coaching call was actually a hypnotherapist. Like, how cool is that? And once you can actually say, I am a, I am a graphic designer. I am a photographer. I am a life coach. I am a hypnotherapist. People get that more. And even if they've perhaps never really looked into what a hypnotherapist is, it's so much clearer than try to figure out what soul-led women inspired and in reclaiming their power. Like, what is that? When I started saying, when I was starting my business, I'm a marketing consultant. People started to see me as a marketing consultant, which is funny, hey? 
So when we can use those really clear words, it's going to help people that we meet understand what it is that we do. What I see is people can spend more time thinking about how to come up with a really clever way of doing things. They memorize a script. We do not want to be memorizing a script that is so, so long. And they focus on this rather than getting clients. I also want to touch on here when we're telling people what we do is I also see people get caught up in niching and thinking that they have to have a very specific niche. You do not need this when you are starting out. If you already have an idea, if you already have a specific niche, amazing. If you don't, don't get caught up in this. And to give you an example, some of the clients that I had when I was starting out, I did some work for a farming equipment company. I did some marketing work for a fried chicken shop. These were not my ideal clients. (laughs) But I wasn't just going to say no because I didn't feel like they were my ideal clients or they were my niche when I had left my job and I needed to get some clients. These were amazing experience for me too. And I was also taking on people, businesses that I felt like, yeah, these are amazing. These are my ideal clients, like a wedding venue, a flower farm, cafes. So just bear in mind, because I know some people get caught up in, oh, should I be turning down work right now? If you need work, (laughs) don't turn it down just because you think you have to niche. So the more people that you tell about what you do, the more people who will hire you or tell others about what you do. So remember to use those clear words like I'm a graphic designer, I'm a photographer, I'm a fashion stylist, I'm a counselor. And use words that you might feel like you can't own yet or that feel a bit big and scary or you're not allowed to use yet. But you have to do it and you have to believe that people need what you have to offer as well. And we're going to get into that one in the next point here. So we've looked at first step, get in front of more people. Step two, tell people about what you sell. Make this super, super clear. Don't overcomplicate this. Don't use uh, like really fussy language or play it down. Stand in what you offer and tell people about it. Ask other people that you meet. Hey, what, like, tell me about you. What is it that you do? What's your job? And that conversation will then generally go to you and they'll say, oh, tell me about what you do. Then when you tell them, for instance, oh, I'm a website designer chances are they'll be like, oh, really? That's amazing. Well, I was thinking of starting a business or I've got a friend that's looking for a website designer. And this is where those first few clients will come from. Okay. So the third step in this, once you've started telling people about what you do, step three is selling people what you sell. This is one that can get people a little, a little scared and running and hiding. So let's say you've met someone at an event or you've met someone or someone's been referred to you. They're interested. They're reaching out. They want to know more. And it's at this stage that they're going to want to know a little bit more specifically around how you can help them, what exactly this looks like and how much it costs, what your pricing is. And we've already decided this, remember, in part one of this. And that was in the previous episode. You've got all of this clear now. What I see is that some people at this stage will ghost they will get a little bit scared. They'll get too caught up in their head and a lot of thoughts are happening there. What we need is a sales conversation. This is the time for it. This is the time to have that sales conversation with that potential client. And this is where we want to get really tuned into that client. So step out of all your own fears, worries, 
about this whole selling thing around what you have to offer and tune into your client. And we can do this in a way that is not pushy, not sleazy, not needy. It is fun, empowering, and an enjoyable experience. And I have the framework for this, for the sales conversation in the Modern Marketing Collective in this new 2K challenge section, which I just added in and my students are going through at the minute. Then once you join, you'll have immediate access to it because it's going to speed you up to make your first 2K or if you were at the position where you've already made several thousands of dollars, then you can use this to make your next 2K and it's really fun. So I give you the framework for this sales conversation in the Modern Marketing Collective because there's a process to go through. Isn't it funny? Like no one, once you start your own business, you don't suddenly become really good at sales. No one teaches you this. And I remember in my first year in business, I enrolled in a 12-month business course and I was flying up to Sydney every two months to go to the seminars. And I remember learning about sales there and I just... I loved it. I loved learning. It was like a whole new thing was opening up to me. And it really is so essential as business owners to understand these principles, these philosophies, and then to to take it on in our own way. Now, I want to give you a couple of the points here from the sales conversation process that I have. Number one is to focus on the outcome for the client. This is huge. So when we're in business, we have something to sell and that thing that we sell should be solving something for the client. It should be providing an outcome to them. So when we are selling, we want to be talking about what that outcome is for the client. Instead of selling things like, okay, well, this is three sessions or you can choose six sessions. What does that mean to the client? That is not really designed the way that you're communicating that to make sense to the client or to appeal to them or to be very compelling to them. So instead, you can say, okay, I have this option here. Let's just say that's when you offer three sessions. And this one is really, really perfect if you are perhaps experiencing this and you want this. So you're talking about the outcome. Or the other option I have is this, and maybe this is where you offer the six sessions. And this is perfect if what you want is this. So again, you're focusing on what that outcome is. And you might say, I think this one would be really, really good for you based on what we've discussed. So you really remember, it's all about the client, getting to know the client, understanding them and understanding the outcome for them. So for instance, when I was putting together quotes back in my early days in business, I would really detail out every little thing that was included there. And this is something that I learned over time to do this. And so, for instance, I might say, okay, like the logo design, you'll get the style guide. So that, and then I would talk about the outcome of that. Perhaps it might be so that you can make sure your brand is consistent moving forward. Or so that you can have other people come in and and really make sure your brand is is represented correctly across all your other platforms. So that's the first thing I want you to think about when it comes to the sales conversation, when you're chatting with that person or, or they've emailed you and it's time for you to go back to them and provide them with your quote or provide them with your price. So number one, when you're providing it, focus on what the outcome is for the client. Now, number two is to follow up. And I wonder how many people might've reached out to you previously that 
you've been a little too scared to follow up. And I used to be like this too. I used to be like, oh God, maybe they were just really offended by my quote. Or maybe they just don't like me. Or maybe, you know, all these things I used to think about. Maybe they didn't know they don't want to. They definitely don't want to go ahead if they haven't got back to me. The number of times that I followed people up and just touched base and said, hey, I was just wondering how you were going there. And they were like, oh, thank you so much for following up. I, yeah, I really want to go ahead with this. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So this is the second thing is make sure once you have sent through those things, you follow up. And normally there's going to be two types of different buyer personas. One are people that don't really need a whole lot of the details and they are fast action takers and they'll pretty much make a decision and go ahead fast. And other people need, they just, they feel more comfortable having a lot more details. They might ask you more questions and they're going to act a little bit slower. So just know there's different ways that people buy and that is totally fine. So just make it easy for the client to get started, make them feel comfortable and don't make this about you. (laughs) Because remember, there's different buying personalities. So make sure that you do the follow up. Now, the third thing that I want to mention around actually selling what you have to sell is the importance of you actually believing in it. This is so important because if you don't really have conviction in what you have to offer, if you're not really convinced by it, if you're not really sure if it's that good, if you think other people have something that's better, it's going to be so hard for you to actually sell what you have to sell. Because your conviction, your belief will really sell your your service, your product, your offering. This was something that worked so well for me to start with because I really believed, I knew the power that marketing could have for small business owners. I could see what they were doing that was not working and I knew the difference that I could make for them. And so this really carried me well because I didn't have to try and overcome these, I, I, I believed in what I had to offer. So I really want to encourage you to work on this because if you don't think that what you have to offer has value, it's going to be very, very hard for other people to, to be convinced that there's value in it as well. So have a think, like, do you think people actually need or would love what you have? Do you stand behind what you have to offer? And that might be the first thing that you need to work on is actually working on your own belief in your offering. And if you can't do that, if you try and it's just not working and you just can't really convince yourself around how amazing and valuable and powerful what you have to offer is, then it might be the wrong offer for you. So that's a big thing for you to just have a bit of a think about when it comes to actually selling what you have to sell. And you can feel it as well when you're speaking with people that just love what they have to offer and just believe in it so much and stand behind it. Like you can really feel that and it makes you believe in it so much more. So that's what you need to make sure that you can do as well. So let's recap this episode. We've looked at number one, actually finding people to tell about what you sell. This is going to be the quickest way for you to get those first couple of thousand dollars into your business, make that first bit of money there. So just pause focusing on all the other things that are the best way to speed up to $100,000, like honing your message, working on your content strategy, 
creating your offer ecosystem, creating your compelling, converting website. These are all things that I teach you in the Modern Marketing Collective. But the first thing you need to do is actually understand how to find people to tell about what you sell. Number two is to practice actually telling people what you sell. Because if you can't do this and if people don't understand you and if people aren't convinced by you, you're not going to be able to get those more and more clients. And number three is actually selling people what you have to sell. And remember some of those tips that I gave you. And in the Modern Marketing Collective, I take you through the sales conversation so you actually know exactly what to do and what's going to work to have people really want and understand the value in what you have to offer if they are the right people. So that is it from me. Good luck taking these things forward, implementing them, getting in front of people, sharing more and more about what you have to offer and actually becoming better at selling in a way that is just so natural and authentic and enjoyable and providing a solution to someone that has a problem because that's what it is all about. Now, two things. If you are not yet in the Modern Marketing Collective, what are you doing? Come on over. Just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective. As soon as you join, you have access to this new 2K challenge in the Modern Marketing Collective where you have access to how to actually make your first 2K or your next 2K as fast as possible with my frameworks and processes to go ahead and do this. And you also have access to the entire curriculum to make your first 100K and get you booked out in your service-based business. Plus, of course, you have regular coaching. You can ask me anything and you have access to our incredible community, which is such a source of inspiration and, and support. Secondly, if you haven't yet already, watch my free online class that is available now. That is why your followers are not converting to clients. And there's three really important things that we need to switch to make this happen. So you can register for that one at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And that's my free online class. Go online, choose a time and get yourself signed up and watch that amazing free class. That is it from me. Remember, connection over perfection. You have got this and we'll speak soon. This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass. Why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people. People who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs. And how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.